WMRA News. I'm Bob Levicky. Lloyd Snook will be Charlottesville's next mayor. Governor-elect Youngkin's pick for Virginia's next Secretary of Natural Resources is a former EPA administrator in the Trump administration. And a gun rights group will not hold its annual gun rally in Richmond this year. This is the WMRA Daily for Thursday, January 6th. Crews are still working to restore power to thousands of customers south of Charlottesville. As of this morning, about 3,300 Appalachian Power customers in Albemarle, Nelson, and Amherst counties are still without electricity. That's down from about 5,800 Wednesday morning. WMRA's Randy B. Hagee reports. Spokesperson Teresa Hall said that has been the hardest hit of their service area since Monday's storm. In some areas, the remote areas, our progress is slower, but we are getting there. We hope to have everyone restored, 95% at least, by Friday. Hall said that about 48,000 of their Virginia customers lost power from the storm, about 80% of which have now been restored. But the National Weather Service has issued a new winter weather advisory for the area with the possibility of fresh snow Thursday evening. It's on our radar and we are watching it very closely. She said they have 600 workers out conducting repairs, including about 100 from Ohio who have come down to assist the restoration efforts. For WMRA News, I'm Randy B. Hagee. More than 60,000 people are still without power in uh, central Virginia. That's three days after Monday's winter storm. And there's more snow and cold temperatures on the way. Thursday night, safety officials are urging drivers to be cautious on roadways as uh, another winter storm approaches. The Virginia Department of Emergency Management says people should stay home this evening, if possible, for uh, those of us who must drive. VDEM encourages people to leave more space between other vehicles and to not crowd snow plows. Safety officials also suggest keeping an emergency kit in your car, including blankets and extra warm clothing. Lloyd Snook will serve as Charlottesville's new mayor, and Councilor Juan Diego Wade will be the next vice mayor. The Daily Progress reports that City Council voted 3-2 to two Wednesday night to appoint Snook as mayor over Councilor Michael Payne. Snook takes over for former mayor Nakia Walker, who served for four years and was the city's first black female mayor. She did not run for re-election to council last year. The current spike in COVID-19 cases has delayed the trial of an Albemarle County police officer, The Daily Progress reports that the civil trial against Officer Andrew Holmes, originally scheduled for next week, has been pushed back to March 28th. The trial is one of two brought against Holmes by four black residents who say they were targeted for traffic stops and search warrants due to their race. The case has been continuing since 2016. A lawyer representing a man wrongfully convicted of murder in Culpeper is suing the Virginia Department of Forensic Science for not turning over key files. The Richmond Times-Dispatch reports that attorney Robert Hall says the documents will show the state crime lab altered lab test results to help convict his client. The lab says it is not required to release the files. Earl Washington came within nine days of being executed for the 1982 rape and murder of a woman in Culpeper. DNA evidence later cleared Washington of the crime, and another man confessed to it. Washington was pardoned by then-Governor Jim Gilmore in 2000. Well, today is the one-year anniversary of the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Senator Tim Kaine reflected on the attack while speaking with reporters on Wednesday. 
Two Virginians, Officers Smith and Liebengood, died within days after the incident by suicide. It was so traumatic to have citizens of this country for the first time in our nation's history attacking the Capitol, an internal attack motivated by their commander-in-chief to try to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power. Kane said Virginia State Police were among the first to respond to calls for assistance that day. He also applauded the efforts of the Virginia National Guard to keep the nation's capital safe. Kane says the appropriate response is to pass legislation intended to safeguard democracy by protecting the right to vote. On Wednesday, Governor-elect Glenn Youngkin announced Virginia's next Secretary of Natural Resources. Andrew Wheeler is a former head of the Environmental Protection Agency under President Trump. Wheeler's time at EPA was controversial. The former coal industry lobbyist rolled back a series of Obama-era regulations on clean air, water, and vehicle exhaust. The Richmond Times-Dispatch also reports that following pressure from Youngkin, Virginia's state health commissioner, Norman Oliver, will resign. His replacement has not yet been identified. A gun rights group will not organize a major gun rally in Richmond this year. The coordinators of previous rallies say new gun control laws limit their ability to hold the event. The VPM's Ben Pavier reports. The gun rights group Virginia Citizens Defense League organized the 2020 rally, which drew tens of thousands of people to downtown Richmond, including some far-right militia groups. Philip Van Cleef is the president of VCDL. He says new gun control legislation makes a similar event impossible this year. We're going to have lobby day. We're going to be there in numbers lobbying, but we won't have a rally. Laws passed by Virginia Democrats ban guns in and around the state capitol. Cities like Richmond can also ban firearms from public events. Van Cleef says he's still hoping for thousands of people to show up to lobby lawmakers on January 17th. Lawmakers could decide to pass rules limiting the number of visitors at the Capitol due to COVID-19 when they gavel in next week. Ben Pavier reporting. Finally today, the new congressional districts in the Commonwealth are upending the 2022 election. Virginia Public Radio's Michael Pope reports. Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger will be running for re-election in the 7th Congressional District, even though she now lives in what will be the 1st. And Congressman Morgan Griffith will be running for re-election in the 9th Congressional District, even though he now lives in what will be the 6th. Stephen Farnsworth at the University of Mary Washington says the new maps are putting several incumbent members at risk by seeking re-election to districts they no longer call home. The fact that you're an out-of-district resident will be weaponized at every opportunity by your opponents, be they in a primary or in a general election. It is much more effective if you want to stay in Congress to move into the district that you wish to represent. Congresswoman Elaine Luria no longer lives in the 2nd Congressional District, although she could establish residency in Virginia Beach. Quentin Kidd at Christopher Newport University says that district has some recent history to consider. Former Congressman Randy Forbes, when he was drawn out of the 4th Congressional District, attempted to run in a special election in the 2nd Congressional District. Him not living in the district became a big issue. And so I can only imagine that Elaine Luria and her campaign staff aren't thinking about the dynamics of the way that race played out. The calculation is much more difficult for members of the General Assembly who are legally required to live in the districts they represent. I'm Michael Pope. For WMRE News, I'm Bob Levicky. Thanks for listening. Stay safely connected and enjoy your Thursday.